Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. Just another jam-packed day full of stuff to get to today. Sadly, we've got to start with yet another mass shooting. Uh, This time in Louisville, Kentucky at a bank, a gunman opened fire, killing at least five people and injuring another nine. The uh, gunman was identified as a 25-year-old. We don't we don't uh, we try never to say their names because a lot of these people just do it for notoriety to be famous. It's just uh, it's insane. Uh, just like the the uh, the planned uh, terrorist attacker, the uh, trans person who was caught before they carried out their plan. Uh, and let's see, where was that? Colorado. Yeah, it was in Colorado. Uh, as so many of these are. But in Colorado Springs, they caught this person. They asked, why Why were you planning to kill all these people? And the answer the trans person gave was, why does anybody do it? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a notoriety thing. Sounds yeah. like a publicity thing. You want to be famous. Yeah, and the fact that this individual live-streamed this horror yeah. Yeah. Uh, says a lot right there as well. 25 years old, apparently was uh, just fired. And maybe that's what set him off. Obviously, he's got some mental issues to begin with. Yeah, and parts of the attack were, in fact, live-streamed. They're trying to locate those and and take them off the Internet. Uh, And maybe they already have. Yeah, I believe they have. Uh, A couple of police were injured as well. Yeah, one officer who had just uh, graduated from the police academy uh, less than two weeks ago, March 31st. Shot in the head. Shot in the head, diving (sighs) for the shooter. Um, the shooter, by the way, uh, and you're probably not going to hear a lot about the Louisville shooting. Um, he had his pronouns on his LinkedIn page, for okay. what that's worth. Mm-hmm. And there was some talk that there was this anti-Trump cartoon posted on one of the social media pages. I haven't independently confirmed that. but um, So at least there's a, there's a good chance. And I, you know, I hate to go down that road, especially when it just happened. Mm-hmm. But they're always so willing to jump on that. And beat the rest of us with, uh, with see, these right-wing kooks are just out there killing people. This is the biggest terrorist problem we have in this country. White male supremacists. Uh, so, hopefully that won't be the case here. <clears throat> they will, of course, go after guns. Guns are the thing. And Republicans aren't playing along with, with ending the Second Amendment. And so, uh, they're, they're the cause. Yeah, I did see a meme that I thought uh, was excellent. Uh, it says, we have a mental health crisis in the USA, not a gun problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just said, with guns in the hands of citizens, we risk tragedies. But without them, we risk genocide. And I think that says it. Really true. Perfectly. Nice way to put it. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Democrats jumping all over this already. And uh, began the latest push to go after guns. Here's White House spokesperson KJP. This time in Louisville, Kentucky, the president and the first lady are praying for those killed and injured in the tragic shooting in Louisville and for the survivors who will carry the trauma for the rest of their lives. They are grateful for the LMPD officers who quickly and courageously stepped into the line of fire to save others. Once again, today, the president has called on Republicans in Congress to work together with Democrats to take action. 
to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines, to require safe storage of firearms, to require background checks for all gun sales, to eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Mm. These are common sense actions we no, can no, we not. can ask for and should be getting right now. Mm. And it's what Americans want. We know that majority of the American people no. support this. If you're this. honest with them, no, Instead, they don't. Instead, we watch Republican no, official don't. after Republican official after Republican official double down on dangerous <laughs> bills <laughs> that make our schools, that makes our places places God, of geez, worship, man. that makes our communities less safe, mm. while too many Americans are paying with their lives. So again, we need to act, and we need Republicans to show some courage. They politicize it. Every single time. Every single time. Absolutely, they do. But normally, see, it used to be they would wait at least till the next day before they started doing that. Yeah, day of. Uh, this is two hours after the shooting. <sighs> I mean, they can't help themselves. They make sure they politicize it right out of the gate. Despicable. Absolutely despicable. And I, I don't know that anybody knows the definitive answer for how you stop this, but a really good place to start would be at mental health. We got to do something about crazy people walking the streets with guns. I mean, I, I don't know what, but uh, something should be done there. But they're never going to admit that. It's always the gun itself. We have more guns now than we've ever had in the history of this planet. But when you look at the percentages, uh, we're nowhere near. What happened with mass shootings? I think it was in the 20s. I think the 20s were the biggest uh, mass shooting decade uh, in this country. Mm. You had an ang angry populace that yeah. couldn't get access to their alcohol. <laughs> that was probably part of it. Yeah. And she continued, of course, lying about the assault weapons ban from years ago, as they continually do. More from so KJP. we need Congress to act. And if you think about uh, assault, uh, assault weapons ban, uh, mm. we know if you think about when it. we saw when the president was involved in 1994 to get that done, mm -hmm. we saw no, we, we saw uh, gun no. violence go down. No. And when it sunset 10 years later, it went back up. So no, we geez. know what could I, work. It's just and a that's lie. why you continue to hear Flat the president calling on uh, Congress to take action. It's just a complete, unadulterated lie. They don't care. They really don't. They don't care. Uh, they will just repeat it until the masses believe Provable lies. It. Yeah, yeah. Provable. In fact, uh, to that point, uh, Dana Lash last night on Twitter linked to all sorts of studies and articles. Um, you had, uh, let's see, she posted a link to the Department of Justice, a link to mm. the New York Times, a link to all oh, of New these. New York Times? Yeah, a link to that all. right-wing publication? Crazy right-wingers, right? Huh. Um, all of these um, uh, uh, studies uh -huh. that showed that the impact was negligible at best right. from the uh, assault weapons ban. Uh, so that's, I mean, but people are going to see that and they're not going to fact check this. My recollection on the stats, because I've looked it up many times over the years. It's been a little while since I, I did, but uh, gun violence actually went up initially after the gun ban, after the assault weapons ban. And then it went down to about what it was before. So it it didn't help at all. If anything, immediately it hurt. Journalists are just tired of how the White House treats them, though, in general. <laughs> oh, this is fun. In fact, and they let her know about it. Right. Where we picked this clip up, this has already been going on for several minutes. Um, the the press was not happy, and 
you With know, Kareem Jean Pierre, when they don't get huh. access to the president of the yeah. United States. Yeah. See, that's just it. We've talked about this. They will provide cover for mm -hmm. the left every time, but if you don't let them do their job, or at least you know, <clears throat> yeah. put, make it look like they're doing their job. When it's about them, <laughs> then they get pissed. That's right. Here's what happened. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him, and he wanted to answer them directly. That has happened multiple times, many times, uh, during this administration, and that will certainly continue they want a press uh, to conference. be. When it comes to a formal press conference, I don't have anything to share with you at this time. Just one last thing. Yeah, sure. Just to button up. You sure. recognize that as it relates to prior administrations, the president's predecessor, uh, President yeah. Obama, President George W. Bush, uh, I've been here long enough to have covered President Bill Clinton, this is not the norm. The norm is we do get an opportunity to ask the questions to the president about mm -hmm. domestic and foreign policy issues in a formal setting at some point. Uh, and you choose that point, but we haven't had that opportunity in quite some time. So I'll say this. It is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions Listen as this that. president has. Shouted. Listen to Okay. No. They know we'll that's get, not we'll, true. We'll certainly, we'll certainly get the data and share that with all of you. Oh, yeah. Please do. John. Please do. I hear do. your question. Circle back question. on that. I hear you. I hear you on uh -huh. the press conference, on a formal press conference. We get this probably every couple of months when you guys ask us about a formal press conference. Yeah, because you I don't haven't have done to one. share with all of you at this time. Oh, man. Uh, and uh, and I'll, just, I'll just leave it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, just leave it there. Where I always leave it. So did you catch that, though? It was, uh, I'm going to get the data for you to show you that you're wrong. He's totally answering your questions. I'm going to come out here with the data. They don't want the data. They want the president of the United States to come out there and answer questions. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, losing, but go get the data. Let's see. They're losing the White House <laughs> press corps. I mean, show us the numbers on this because we've expressed them many times. We've had the numbers for you. It is, I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of interviews and press conferences with Obama. It was close to that with Trump, and it's nothing like that now. He's doing like one-tenth of what presidents usually do. So they know that for a fact. But, you know, she's she's just a bald-faced liar, and she lies to her face so every single day. Perfect for this administration. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's an administration full of liars. Uh, over the weekend, the big Easter egg hunt, or did they do it yesterday? They did it yesterday. Yeah, they finally, Okay, yeah, they, they seem to do it the day after Easter for some reason. Uh, and I guess this started back in 1878. Isn't that with fun? With Rutherford B. Hayes? Rutherford B. Hayes. I yeah. didn't realize. Yeah. Now, this footage is uh, from, I don't know. 1878. 20s, not on the, no. Now, if that were 1878, <laughs> yeah. you might see uh, young Jeffy. All right. With a basket. Not so young, but you would have seen <laughs> so Jeffy. Yeah. <laughs> you would have seen Joe Biden running around there. Uh-huh. So uh -huh. I don't know where exactly, what date that's from, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's some cool footage hmm. there. Uh, we, I think we also have footage from yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, oh gosh, dude, there was a little girl there, of course. Oh, so boy. that means that Joe Biden was there. Oh, man. Uh, this? Sniff, sniff, sniff. Oh, gee. Sniff, sniff, sniff. He just cannot. He can't help himself. Help himself. What? I is want it? my damn Trump back. Show that again because he. I don't. That's his greeting. He's like, a, your he's like a is. dog going. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Ugh. 
I, that is just so creepy. Yeah, if I'm that dad, I am turning that kid away from him. I'm pushing his face away. Yeah. Get off me and get off my daughter here. Oh, oh, that's so just a freak. Bizarre. My <laughs> tongue. Oh no. Oh, no. Didn't take long for that one to make an appearance. My <laughs> tongue. <laughs> okay. All right. That's an instant classic, though. That is. Uh, Has he been kicked Dalai out? Lama. Can you kick the the Dalai Lama out of the Dalai Lama? Not sure how that works. Hierarchy there, because my guess is no. Uh, how does that work? But man, he's eighty-seven years old, and how often have we seen footage of the Dalai Lama? Pretty rare, and so the footage we do see. <laughs> Just freaky like that, and you can't help but wonder what is the deal with this guy. Somebody on Twitter commented under one of those videos of him yesterday. Now we see why those in Hollywood love the Dalai Lama so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the video cut off before the, you know, after he said, oh, no. suck my tongue, it oh, cuts no. off. Before you see what does happen, sure enough. Oh, no, really? I found a longer version. Oh, no. The kid does lean forward. They blur out his face because oh. I, I guess, you know, they don't want. It's just too disturbing. It's too disturbing to actually see. But he did. So. Oh, God. I mean. It's just vomit just, fest. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Uh, also, is this from yesterday yeah, as well? Yeah, so at the egg roll, um, Mr. Uh, Al Roker. Uh, another favorite of oh. ours in the old South. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Uh -huh. that, that guy. Mr. So, pooped his pants. Yeah. Asked him about his yeah. plans for 2024. We got two guys that poop their pants on a regular basis <laughs> talking to each other yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So is he going to run in 2024? Oh, we got to find out. Here we go. Are you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll, either, I'll, either, I'll either be rolling an egg or being the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. Help a, bro help a brother out. Make some news for me. I plan on running now, but we're not <laughs> prepared to announce. All right. Well. Uh, President Biden's uh, approval rating ranks right up there with jock itch. Look at you guys. You got him in quick rotation. Thank you. And by the way, you just did make the announcement. What do you mean? Yeah, he did. He you did. You just said you're planning to run. We just said. Uh, <clears throat> no, I just don't want to make the announcement yet. But what is it he says at the beginning? Well, he's talking about the, he's trying to do a funny with the Easter egg roll reference. It's incoherent as Play usual. Play one more time. Though. Yes. Are you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, 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 you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on, help a, bro help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No, no. I, well, I, I plan on running Al, but we're not oh. prepared to announce it yet. All right. I plan on running Al, uh, but I'm not going to announce it. What well, day? except for I just did. Yeah, what, what day's... But, what day's Christmas, Pat? Uh, December 25th. Is it the 25th of yes. December? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's, remember, that's when he was making his decision was over Christmas break there. Mm, okay. So that uh, that feels like, it feels like it was three and a half months ago that he was supposed to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like the decision's been made. What's he waiting for? Why won't he just, why don't you just come he out? Hasn't he hasn't gotten permission. Did. He hasn't gotten permission from his uh, handlers. Perhaps. That is possible. This is. Uh, you think he's running for sure? Ah, uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Last week, uh, gold broke two thousand dollars, two thousand bucks an ounce, and it's gone up nearly twenty percent just in the last six months. 
you might want to consider gold as part of your portfolio. Birch Gold Group uh, wants you to remember that inflation has consequences and the Fed keeps raising interest rates to supposedly combat out of control government spending. It doesn't control it. It's not working. Uh, and so diversification has never been more important than it is right now. The surge in the gold prices right now is directly tied to the extreme market volatility everybody's experiencing. And that's why gold has historically been a really great hedge against, you know, the stock market collapse uh, in and inflation. So now is a great time to get into gold with Birch Gold Group. They make it really easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Just text PAT to 989-898. Get your free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to the volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, gold and silver. Text PAT to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Read through it. See if it's right for you. And then and then act. It's got a, an A-plus rating from the BBB. Thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold. That's those are the people you can trust to protect your future. Text Pat to nine eight nine eight nine eight. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. I wouldn't be surprised if very shortly we're. We're saying to ourselves, do you remember when gold was just $2,000 an ounce? Wow, those were good times. (laughs) Good times. Uh, As we look ahead to 2024 and all the candidates, we're looking at all the, you know, available people, the people who are planning to run. We've already heard from some of them who are definitely planning, quite a few in the Republican Party already. And then we have, uh, who was it, the just declared on in the, the left, Democrat Party? Robert Kennedy Jr. All right, okay. Robert Kennedy. Plus, wasn't there a governor who threw his hat into the ring? <sighs> or maybe we're just waiting for somebody to throw their hat into the ring. Well, on the right, we had uh, the the firebrand, uh, Asa Hutchinson, right? <laughs> That's right. And then we we had, and then we lost the Maryland governor. <laughs> oh, no, already. He, he was, he was in and out we of the race him. so fast that we forgot his name. Mm. Wow. <laughs> what is his name? Uh... Well, now it's Westmore, but uh, anyway. So was it Larry Hogan? Remember, oh, he signed up yes. and like, yeah, he got out of the parking lot after dropping his paperwork off. It's like, nah. Never he went mind. back in. He was like, ah, let me just kidding. That. <laughs> uh, Pathead King tricking, tricky trickery. Uh, King, you wrote this, uh, Keith. I, I can't. Oh, you can't read my handwriting. Is what it, are you saying? Is it King tricky? I think so. Okay. Uh, he says, Keith, you were asking about Vivek and his possible connection with the WEF. Right. And I was watching his his stuff and came across what sounds like his explanation on, on video. Hmm. Oh, okay. So he and then he tells you where to okay. where so, to find it. So here's Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. Because we, we talked about uh there's maybe some concerns because so, yeah, he's linked to the WEF. Yeah, what is that all about? He's addressed that. Okay. And here he is. Okay. So my experience with Klaus Schwab, never met him, uh, but my only experience with the World Economic Forum was being contacted by them to either attend the conference yeah. in Davos, which I have never done and no interest in doing, and then being 
extended the offer to become one of their young global leaders. Uh-oh. I turned it down. I said, nope, I, I don't think it's a good fit. They said, you may be a good opportunity to pub promote your upcoming book. I was like, my upcoming book is called Woking. <laughs> and it takes direct aim at this. So I don't think that's a good fit. No, thank you. <laughs> Months later, I get the announcement. Oh, I don't get the announcement. I get a bunch of text messages <laughs> congratulating you know? me from like random people I've, I haven't like seen in like years. I saw you made the young global leaders list. I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's really funny. There you are on the website, right? And there I am on the website. Mid-level violence. And turns out, Elon Musk had the same experience. Glenn Beck has had the same experience. So it's sort of this, mm. and, and, and the funny thing is, so, so I then declare for president of the United States and then a bunch of people from really our movement or, or at least people who are, I'm grateful, interested in the ideas that you and I have been trying to educate the public on for the last five years are saying, what, how, how could that be? You're a young global fellow. Oh, you're yeah. actually You're actually a plant. <laughs> you're actually nah. some sort of Trojan horse. And, and in a certain way, this is how Klaus Schwab and the likes of them play the game, is they're going to exercise dominion one way or another. They grab the middle of the balloon. Exactly. They grab the middle of the balloon. And then, and then, and then, and then we fall for it. Yeah. And then we fall for it. Our people fall for it. We all fall for it. So, I'm, I mean, I'm glad the people uh, in the movement are <clears throat> attentive to that and care Absolutely. about that now. Absolutely. But that's, on the other hand... But they're, they're you, being exploited one step ahead. Yeah, exactly right. right. So, so right. now we get somebody who... I mean, I don't want to say that I'm not boasting about myself. It's just I've made it the objective of my career to take this on. And what do they do? They make sure they kneecap... The person who's best positioned to do that because they're always one step ahead. That's right. The, and they're it's like the all... same move from calling ESG, call it sustainable. Mm -hmm. So we have to be really careful about the rumors that float around about these candidates. And, and just, you know, do a little research, do some investigating, and find out the truth uh, directly from the source. So that's pretty pretty great explanation there and puts that fear to rest. Okay, he's not associated with the WEF. He's not a minion of Klaus Schwab, so uh, we don't have to and, worry and, about that. And we will get uh, messages and uh, DMs and posts that tag us um, after this that will will provi provide more evidence, probably, that we'll have to look into as well. Yeah. And we yeah. will. I'm so. sure there'll be, there'll be more allegations. Yeah. Uh, there certainly are about... Ron DeSantis now, because anybody who's serious and anybody who looks really good at the beginning, others are going to attack him. And so, well, and that's one thing that Ramaswamy is doing is going after DeSantis. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, at this, at this point, it's the same thing when Trump does it. Yeah, and it's if if DeSantis were it's doing really it, unattractive. If, right now. Yeah, if DeSantis were doing it, it wouldn't be a good look from that no. camp either. Right. Go after the Democrats. <sighs> right. Present your own ideas. Uh, why don't we do that? Show us that you are, you know, the, the one, the person with the best agenda. You're the person with the best plan for America. And remind people what a terrible job this particular president is and has been doing. Yeah, and I don't have uh, the date yet, but everything I see just says Milwaukee, since it's going to host the, uh, the convention, that's going to be the first debate for the republicans i mean it oh. comes up uh, in august <coughs> the debate yeah, or the the first debate yeah so we're we're about hmm. four months or less yeah that's gonna go by fast <laughs> that's gonna you. go by really fast it's campaign season y'all so 
pretty soon, I think DeSantis is going to have to get off the fence. He's already pretty much alluded to the fact that he's running. So I'm pretty sure. When did I say the uh, the Florida legislative session ends? You know that's going to be their last order of business. Is it June? No, it was in May. Okay. So I think it was soon. early May. Soon. May 20th, uh, Kayla ah. telling me. Okay. All right. There you go. Meanwhile, the FBI hatched a plan this year to cultivate sources inside Catholic churches oh, to investigate religious extremism. Oh, I'm, I'm glad they're on that. How often have we said these Catholic extremists are a real threat to our republic? Man, over and over and over. Representative Jim Jordan, the House chairman, uh, the chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on Weaponization, said in a letter yesterday that the FBI, using information from an undercover employee, sought to develop sources, including clergy members and church leaders, inside Catholic churches in Virginia. According to Jordan, the FBI's plan called for the Bureau to engage in outreach to mainline Catholic parishes to make congregations aware of the warning signs of radicalization. Is there really a big problem with that? Maybe this is just something I, I'm not aware of. The radical Catholics that are, that are stirring things up in this country. No, no. Th- wait, you know what? what it's about? Abortion. That's what it's about. It's about a federal government that's out of control in a dying republic. That's what it's about. But they're trying to enlist their assistance to serve as suspicious activity tripwires. The FBI also proposed that agents reach out to Catholic parishes to, quote, develop sources among the clergy and church leadership, unquote. It's unclear whether the FBI plan to surveil the churches through covert means or to make contact with parishes through official FBI channels. I'm sure it's the former. But Jordan said that the revelations warrant a subpoena for all information related to the matter. It is incredible how many stories we have about the FBI turning on us. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're only just beginning today. Jeez. Yeah, we've also... Uh, um, I think I, I don't know what... We've got uh, the Biden administration. If there was any doubt whatsoever, uh, it's official. They were involved with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, mm-hmm. They, they, uh, they, what, what is called a special access uh, request or something, uh, direct from the Biden White House to the FBI. So for them, and we knew that they were playing dumb. Like I didn't know. I, we just woke up and saw the TV news like you did. <laughs> Shut up. And you know who found that was the same group, uh, America America Legal Foundation, uh, something. They're the ones that 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 were at the forefront, if I remember correctly, of the Beverly Hills. Uh, the, oh, FBI the FBI going into the, going and raiding the vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good group. Over a hundred million dollars <laughs> stolen from companies and American citizens. Still don't have it back. Because why? Well, it's only been what two and a half years. Nah, I'm sure they're getting around to it. You know, they're busy. They're busy. I'm not a fan of the FBI. Where did I put that hundred million (laughs) dollars I took on a job? We were gonna give that back too. Ah! Oh, oh wait, oh no! The intern bought pizza. Oh, that's right. For everybody, and so we don't. I didn't think that intern had enough to feed, you know, every FBI agent in the country all at once. I didn't, huh? Well, that maybe that's 
how that the happened. FBI beer fund was running <laughs> low, so we had to go and raid some unsuspecting Americans of their yeah. life savings, and we had to tip our Uber driver. So you, you want to, yeah, you, you got to do that too. You got to do that uh, if you want good service. You got to do that, and you want you you get rated as a as an Uber client, right? As a passenger, I yeah. think they rate you. Yeah. So you know you got to give them a good tip, and the FBI did. This is out of control, man. It's, oh, it is. I mean, completely. there are so many completely out of control uh, branches, uh, so many parts of our federal government that need to be dismantled. But that's the top of the list for me. Mm. And how about uh, how about the federal government's media arm, NPR? Boy, they don't like being called that. They are huh. taking some offense from the Twitter label, oh. which called them state affiliated. Uh, so th- here's here's what they're going to do, um, and I'm quoting them. <laughs> okay. We stopped tweeting from the main NPR account after they attached that false label to it because <laughs> each tweet we publish would carry it. So it's the end of the NPR tweets? I don't know if I can handle that. What are you going to do? I don't know. Because <laughs> this just kind of came on me this morning. I didn't realize. Uh-huh. Now what, yeah. America? Yeah. Now you've done it. Now you've forced NPR to stop tweeting. And that oh, hurts. no. It does. <laughs> it hurts badly. we're big fans of NPR. That's where we do our prep. <laughs> we go to their account oh, and we're, we're like, hey, what's NPR over. talking about? All over NPR. Oh, no, they haven't tweeted since April 4th. Oh, crap. Oh, man. Well, we got to have more up-to-date news than that. That's a week. That's a week without NPR tweets. It's too much. How will we survive? I can't abide it. <laughs> Uh, they're not the only woke company avoiding social media. Bud Light is as well. We'll get into that. <laughs> Tell you about the Bud Light situation coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. At point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to... C- to address everyone. First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Yeah, James, I go ahead. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to prone sensory to overload. Sensory There's a lot overload. of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. <laughs> wow. Please, can we just, I know it's we're all fresh and ready yeah, to go, but yeah, yeah. can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? Well, it's let's hope so. affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. <laughs> wow. How many times did that guy get his ass kicked when he was a kid in school? <laughs> Probably not enough. <laughs> Obviously. Uh... <laughs> Got some tweets here. Freedom Unicorn tweets. Sounds like we need blue flag laws, keeping guns out of the hands of those who identify as Democrats. Clearly, it's a mental illness. Pronouns shouldn't own guns. <laughs> Wait. No. Are those? Yeah, it's not like, maybe not investigate that any <laughs> yeah. further. Uh, tongue sucker or hair sniffer tweets. Ugh. Notice that KJP is so dumb she has to read from her book to explain how the victims are hurting. Yeah. 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 Holy smoke, 1776. If D's want gun manufacturers to be held accountable after a shooting, do they also want radical left prosecutors and judges to be held accountable with their soft on crime approach? Thank you. Do they not care about those people who are assaulted or killed by lifelong criminals? No, they don't care. From the pickled squirrel back in the back in my day, uh, the dollar store had things that sold for. Wait for it. A dollar. Oh, wow, that's where that's, they got that. Yeah, it's not right, is it? Is uh, that really where the name I, came from? I'm just, I'm, I have to trust a tweet. 
<laughs> for the reference. That's not possible. Yeah, we just had a story a couple of weeks ago that was, let's see, one of the dollar stores. I don't know. There's so many of them. Uh, they had to, I, I don't think they're going to change their name, but they had to get rid of a bunch of products because they're not a dollar anymore or anywhere near a dollar. I think the average was, was it a dollar 25 or was it a dollar 50? Something like that. I don't, know. I don't know, but they they have to make changes because there's no more dollar items in the store where it's named the dollar store. So uh, thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah, good. Times. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, more fun from the federal government. Agents uh, detained a Delta pilot in the Defense Department training mix-up. Oh, uh, Department of Defense agents mistakenly detained a Delta pilot during a training exercise mishap at a hotel in Boston. This is so bad. The DOD agents were conducting a role-playing operation with the assistance of the FBI Boston Division. Wait, this is with uh, who? The FBI. Oh, the FBI. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's always that thread. <laughs> when they broke into the wrong room at the Revere Hotel on Stewart Street by 10 p.m., Boston Police Dispatcher made the call early uh, last Wednesday. Sir, bear with me on this one. Can you swing by the Revere Hotel, 200 Stewart Street? (laughs) Security called in 45 minutes ago. Two Delta pilots had people claiming to be FBI agents barge into their room and handcuff them to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, And they've since left and want to file a report now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the FBI doing a training exercise. Can't even get the room right. Do you think the guy whose room he was expecting them, like... You go, hey guys, uh, what's going on? I've been waiting here. You're supposed yeah. to break in at ten. <laughs> right. What's the story here? Handcuffed them, uh, put them in the shower, Jeez. and questioned them for what was it? Is it forty-five minutes? Yeah. Oh uh-huh. shoot, our bad. I mean, what a oh. your freedom. Yeah, incompetent, incompetent federal government. Oh well, you know mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a. Uh, hmm. That's similar to uh, the news we got last week, where you had the thirteen Proud Boys. Uh, prosecuted uh, for their association with January 6th, and it turned yeah. out that uh, eight of the 13 were FBI informants. <laughs> so really... It's really starting to look five. like uh, government agents were among the main instigators of January 6th. What a shocking surprise. Who would have ever thought or oh. suspected that? Gosh, nobody could have foreseen that, I don't think. Ray you, you got to be, what, am I Kreskin or something? Ray, Ray Epps keeps waking up in his bed. <laughs> What's that all about? Well, the FBI keeps going to the wrong place. That's uh, what, oh, they're yeah. going to the Delta Pilots in Boston right. instead of Ray right. Epps. Instead house. of Ray. Yeah, so that's why he hasn't been questioned by mm, them yet. I see. Plus, they know him, and they know who he is. <laughs> yeah, they can vouch for him. There. Can, so, look, we can vouch yeah. for Ray. I mean, he's one of us. He's a good guy. <laughs> Ugh. He's either an informant or, you know, maybe an FBI agent. Who knows who he is? Well, what if he's but, not? As he claims he's not. Okay, well, then what the hell were you whispering in those right. guys' ears? And uh, yeah. why did you lie when you were questioned about your whereabouts? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, we may never know. That's the beauty I, Plus, of it. never mind what he whispered or why he lied where he was. He's recorded the night before. We got to go into the Capitol, y'all. And everyone's like, whoa, no, no. Uh, hmm. th- they've got people locked away that were parading and milling, and this guy is actually instigating. I can't. And not just a few people locked away, too, for parading and mill- milling. I mean, close to 900, 900 people initially, and then they wanted another uh, 
a thousand, another thousand people yeah, that they done. expect. Uh, and here's some of the heinous crimes right there I can't on the monitor. We show that without like a disclaimer mm-hmm. or we don't blur this violence out. I know. I throw up a little that- bit in my mouth every time it's so disturbing. Uh, wow. Look at two people bumped into each other. Yeah, there. I saw that. That's oh, awkward. Oh, man. <laughs> so dangerous. This is, this, is, this is what earns Pat Gray Unleashed a TVMA. <laughs> Raking. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's adult subject hey, matter. Now, that guy pisses me off. Why Extreme do you have violence. The, why do you have the light on on your camera? Is it that dark in there? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know either, but I don't think we were what an unruly. Have we ever let this run this long? This is fun. Yeah, we I don't get think to we see have. new stuff. <laughs> you know, like I don't remember the light yeah, guy. Before. So much more heinous violence being perpetrated there, <laughs> man. Uh, all right, and we have video of the new uh, VP of marketing for Bud Light recently surfaced so this is before all the controversy this is before the dylan mulvaney ads for bud light uh, started circulating she had a plan this new vp for marketing and apparently she's pulled off that plan but here's what she had to say <laughs> oh i'm a businesswoman i had a really clear job to do mm-hmm. when i took over bud light and it was this brand is in decline it's been in decline for a really long time and if we do not attract mm young drinkers to come and drink this brand there will be no future for bud light so i had this super clear mandate it's like we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand and my what i brought to that was a belief in okay what is what what does evolve and elevate mean it means inclusivity it means shifting the tone it means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation Uh, is at sort of the heart uh, of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out of touch humor and it was really important (laughs) that we had another approach no, you talk about being in touch. Uh-huh. Is there a better is there any better plan than to uh slap all of your you know your core customers in the face? That was incredible. <laughs> just to just to see that and then what resulted. She yeah. wanted someone that reflects them. Okay, well, good job. You got a you got a dude in a bathing suit. In a bathtub. Splashing around in a bathtub with bubbles. Who knows nothing about sports. No, just gosh. like all the Bud Light drinkers. They have no clue as to what. And bragging about it. Mm-hmm. Now, So bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, it's anecdotal. Uh, I'd love to see actual hard numbers, but I'm seeing more and more people online who are distributors or bar owners or what have you talking about. We're done. We're not, we're not only not carrying Bud Light. Whole bunch. We're not doing Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. And I don't know how quickly this turnaround, it seemed almost too quickly that they would have turned this around. But uh, watching uh, baseball last night and an ad comes on and this guy walks up to the bathtub and gets in mm-hmm. and starts watching uh, basketball. So he's watching the NCAA tournament, presumably, and he's drinking a Coors Light. Uh, now I don't little know. Shot at Bud Light. It, I mean, I guess, but it's it was gotta be. so quick that it's they got be. that thing turned around. Yeah, that's great. But it was a dude. That's interesting. Enjoying dude things. It was <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Huh.
Huh. I guess Bud Light hasn't tweeted either on the mm. socials, right? They're, Not since April first. Wow. I wonder if uh, if that lady had uh, the login details for the Bud Light Twitter account and got the axe, <laughs> and now they don't know how to get into it. Either that or they're hiding. Because you know, Kid Rock did a um, a, a little thing online where he just shot up a bunch of uh, Bud, Bud Light cans. cases and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Apparently that's uh, had an impact with the audience that they're trying to distance themselves from. Yeah, and also uh, things are you know looking so bad for Anheuser-Busch right now that their stock went down oh. from 66.34 a share on Monday. It uh, opened at 64.99, so it went down what dollar and a half or so, mm. fucking dollar uh, thirty-five per share. So that's a fairly significant slide in a day. Uh, they've also gone from the king of beers to the groomer of beers, which is maybe not... I love it. Maybe not how they want to be labeled. I don't know. Maybe they like it. Maybe the new marketing person loves that. That's going to sell to the young people, isn't it? I bet you, and there's no way to prove this unless you have a source on the inside at Anheuser-Busch, but what if I bet that lady had them prepping uh, aluminum cans... With like the trans flag or something, you know. Oh, that would surprise me at all. Getting them ready to roll out. Trans flag, the rainbow flag, and then, something. And they're just like, mm-hmm. okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, let's just uh, yeah, hold maybe off we'll hold on off those. on that for a minute. <laughs> Let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers. If uh, you've got some issues in your house where it's not as fresh smelling as you'd like it to be, maybe pet odor or you know the litter box, those kinds of things. Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. They use Oxy technology, which sends out O3 molecules into the air, and that seeks out and destroys the odor and the pollutants. You know, bacteria, uh, mold, mildew, viruses, kills all those things. It's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides you with pure, fresh air, just like after a thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. It'll get you three units for under $200. All you need need to do is enter the promo code PAT. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAT, and you'll save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAT. Shipping is free. Gray Unleashed. Meanwhile, apparently Cracker Barrel is uh, racist again, or still, or I don't know. <laughs> it's the comfort food style, a uh, comfort food style restaurant chain, uh, Cracker Barrel, known for its overwhelming amount of ornamental knickknacks mm. and vintage signs plastered on the walls, is in some social media uh, trouble. Folks on the internet are claiming Cracker Barrel is racist. Uh, According to Southern Living, Cracker Barrel was coined in 1916 because of barrels containing soda crackers, a popular item for sale at country stores. There's no word that's safe, man. (laughs) No word. Customers at uh, said country stores would hang around the barrels as a kind of ritual, kind of like the uh, trope of employees gossiping near the water cooler. The first Cracker Barrel location opened in 1969 in Lebanon, Tennessee, 
and it derived its name from the Cracker Barrel community experience back in the day. Well, according to dictionary.com, oh, here we go. Cracker Barrel means of or suggesting the simple rustic informality and directness thought to be characteristic of life in and around the country store. It's just a quaint, fun little place. No. With, uh, with some the... Twitter users, Keith, have also pointed out that the term cracker might have another, more racist connotation. I see. According to NPR, <laughs> certainly not state-run media. They didn't tweet this, I guarantee you that. The term cracker was used in the mid-18th century to refer, refer to poor white people in yeah. states like Maryland, Virginia, and Georgia. And doesn't it continue to be a yeah, racial I epithet mean... today? And here's yeah. the thing, uh, we don't care. Yeah, whatever. right. Just whatever. And that bothers people that we don't care. <laughs> I know. It's suspected that it was shortened. It was a shortened version of whip cracker since the manual labor they did involved driving livestock with a whip. Okay. But in the late 1800s, writers from the northern USA region referred to some Southerners as crackers. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> They decided that they were called that because of the cracking of the whip when they drove slaves. Okay. Okay, so we are going a long we are way to the world. Really well. trying. We're gonna make this thing racist one way or another. <sighs> Man. Users on Twitter also claimed that a cracker barrel was a barrel used to hold whips, though there is currently no historical <laughs> evidence to back up that claim. They're just throwing that it out matter. there. Yeah, we're gonna put that in the yeah. story just because. Yeah. It just sounds really bad, mm-hmm. so we're going to throw that in. Golly. Back in 2015, someone named Ryan Koch, who lived in Iowa, started a petition to change its name because he believed Cracker Barrel to be racist toward white folks. <laughs> so he played their game. <laughs> per the change.org petition, Koch wrote, I say all European Americans start protesting, and then he wouldn't even spell out the word cracker, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> It uses an offensive slur, and it is deeply offensive and mocks our long and proud heritage. There it is. I like this. He later... Oh, he did clarify. The post was satire. Okay, Yeah, but people glommed onto it and said, yes! In fact, does it the story reference the logo? Can you put the logo back up? That Look at that crazy... See how it goes off the K from Cracker and it curves around? That's a whip. That's a whip, Pat. Mm. You see the K? I do. Look at that crazy long whip. Yep. Huh. And something else about this photo really bothers me. (laughs) If you're going to put a stock photo on your news service, can you at least wait until the sun doesn't cast shadows of the lights there? See that? That's bothering (laughs) me. That really bothers me. They could have just come back Does a few it? hours later and wow. gotten a clean shot there. <laughs> Maybe they were busy. Maybe they were busy. And they didn't have time to go back later. They were like, drive by the, the Cracker shadow. Barrel. We need a stock photo. Okay, but the shadows, just get it. Just, I mean, it does show you that we're in a position where we really have to work at it to try to make something that's offensive to us. Yep. I mean, you really, you really have to go a long way to the well. <laughs> To make something out of Cracker Barrel. Stop it. Jeez. That's like the Chicago means you're racist. When you, that's a, that's a code word. That's a dog whistle. (laughs) Except only dogs would hear it. So I don't know what it would matter if it's a dog whistle, but that's what it is. A dog whistle. 
Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Triple Eight Nine Hundred. 3393, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So Aaron Rodgers still hasn't finalized any deal with the New York Jets, right? Everybody expects him to? Well, he still hasn't. The Jets and the Packers are still trying to figure out. Negotiating, find out what they're going to get for him. Yeah. One thing yeah. the Jets uh, sounds like, I think they have the 13th overall pick. That's, mm. that's not happening. Because they want a longer commitment than just one year from Aaron Rodgers before yeah. they make this deal. But their GM for the Jets says mm. he will be a Jet. So we'll see. Man, if they if he stays for more than a year, what does that do to Zach Wilson? Who's oh, he's done there. Still there. Yeah, he's done. He's still there. And they keep saying they're going to keep him. <laughs> okay. In year three, if he sits the whole season, mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well forget it. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is such a, a friendly guy. Oh, so yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's what many yeah. would call a, Open. a, a teacher. Yes. Uh, he loves yes. helping out. He loves mentoring yeah, mentor. uh, That's youthful quarterbacks. Yeah. That's um, his track record. Man, it's interesting that he turned out to be as bad or worse than Brett Favre when he was in that situation. You know, when Favre was supposed to be the mentor and he was pissed off yep. that Aaron Rodgers was there yep. and wanted nothing to do with mentoring him. Yeah. And now he's doing the same thing to those behind him. That was one of the things Interesting. that uh, Tony Romo alluded to, how Drew Bledsoe just gave him the cold shoulder and he wasn't going <laughs> to treat Dak Prescott that way. Uh, and he sure didn't. And he didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Aaron Rodgers thing, uh, it's... It's a mess, for sure. And uh, there's talk that you're not going to find out until the draft, which is April 27th, mm-hmm. that uh, how this thing is all going to end up playing out. There's a whole bunch of you know decent quarterbacks. They could maybe get one in the draft, but you're always rolling the dice there. Who yeah. knows? Well, the 49ers, there's been rumors that the 49ers are going to swoop in and get Rodgers. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, so there's two teams at least vying for his but, uh But Aaron Rodgers, abilities. again, speaking to his personality... He's the kind of guy who lets bygones be bygones. So I'm sure he would totally want to play with the hometown 49ers that he grew up loving and thought he was going to be the number one overall pick to. Yeah. Uh, or first round pick, at least, when they took Alex he's Smith. He's still bitter about that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sure he... He's still bitter about that. And he'll talk about the fact that, oh, I didn't go till 23rd. Wait, okay, you're the 23rd pick in the draft, and that's terrible? I mean, I know he was counting on being Cost him a lot one, of money. But, yeah, it did. It did, uh, but I think he made up for it. He's making what fifty million a year now. <laughs> uh, He's doing okay. He doesn't wonder where his next meal is coming from. That's for sure. Dating Hollywood actresses, uh, <laughs> almost a surefire Hall of Fame pick. Hanging out in dark rooms for four days in Oregon. I mean, that's living the life right there. Hanging out for I don't know that reference at all. What is uh, sensory deprivation? Where he, he locked himself away for four days while he made his mind up. That's bizarre. And really? Then, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Part you really? You got to go and see this McAfee uh, interview he did um, when he was discussing this and and where he revealed that he's going to go to the Jets. But he talked about how he got out Weird. of that isolation chamber there, and then his phone just started lighting up with all these rumors about the Packers wanting to trade him. And so then he that that's when Mister Bygones be Bygones 
decided, oh yeah, well, I'm going to come back and not play for you. He's a strange dude. So we did a four-day sensory deprivation. Heard, okay. I had not heard so that So that's at where all. he literally is in huh. a dark room for four days. Weird. And um, and his only reference for time is when they open up the little thing to put food in for him. <laughs> really? Yeah, he did. That's where How, he, And do you have to pay for that? Oh, of course. Probably that a stuff lot, isn't free. Right? Probably a ton. Yeah, if you want to torture yourself, oh it costs money in 2023. Do you get any light so that you can eat your food by it so I don't you think know so. what you're eating? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. It, that so was... you just sit there in the dark and think for four days? That's what the man did. Yeah, and I guess the light in the bathroom <sighs> is optional. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fun times, right? Wow. Four days. Uh, that makes me glad he's leaving the Packers. Yeah, he said... That's just weird. Yeah, you start hallucinating on day... I don't know if Jeffy were here. He'd have all the details from the Pat McAfee thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was day two, maybe three. <laughs> I'll bet you do. <sighs> yeah, that's creepy. No, thank you. I uh, got some tweets here. Fury and Energy tweets, Anheuser-Busch doesn't care that they're losing money. This is a religious effort, not a marketing one. That's yeah, true. That's, that is true. Mm-hmm. They're worshiping while we're politicking. We need to understand this. That's a great point. Yep. High Plains Stranger, Spuds McKenzie, and the Frogs were the best ads Anheuser-Busch ever did. And they what? stole. They stole the frogs. They did. From Rainier. Yeah. Rainier beer. <laughs> I don't know. Did maybe Anheuser Busch owned Rainier because it was blatantly ripped off from them? Huh. Uh, anyway, continues. There is nothing more inclusive than just making people laugh. Pissing off half your audience was a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe way to go, genius. Uh, Bob Lobla tweets the Bud Light debacle may be the worst advertising blender since Coca Cola considered changing its name to New Coke mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. its formula. Don't forget. Yeah, and um, Nike is going through the same thing right now after Nike mocking really women. really doesn't care, though. You think Bud Light doesn't care? Yeah. Nike really doesn't this care. This clown show, Dylan Mulvaney, who mm. is literally... I mean, it's a mockery of women. It is. And I can see why women would be pissed. And uh, it seems like there might be some uh, backlash on them coming as well. So we'll see. But, I mean, it's just like... <laughs> You always hear the left scream about the patriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the patriarchy mm-hmm. is taking over. They're moving in on women's territory. I mean, this is absolutely that. Whether it's women's clothing or yes. women's sports with yes. trans athletes, and we're going to talk about this more with Hillary Kennedy coming up here in about a half an hour. But it's like, if the right were behind this movement, if this kind of stuff was getting a nod from Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden... It'd be misogynist. Yes. It would be. Uh, it would be a despicable, bigoted, misogynist thing to do. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's just madness. Uh, in fact, there's another story today about biological men who are increasingly taking over women's cycling now too. Mm. Women have lost out to male competitors in swimming, indoor track, weightlifting, other sports, and now it's happening in cycling as well. Uh, Jillian Bearden, who was born Jonathan Bearden. How dare you dead name mm-hmm. her. Careful. The co-founder of U.S. Transnational Women's Cycling Team explicitly admitted to holding a competitive advantage over female athletes. Wait, what? <laughs> One of them's at least honest about it. Bearden took first place in the women's division. 
of the U.S. Peloton at El Tour de Tucson in 2016. I went from 16 minutes to 26, 27, 28 minutes, Bearden said. I was like, holy cow, testosterone gives you this drive, this oomph. And I didn't have that. I didn't have that push. The cycling governing body, Union Cyclist International, lowered the permitted levels of testosterone. Uh, a woman's average strength, stamina, and physique are all much lower than a biological male's, even after the latter go- undergoes testosterone suppression. Hmm. The difference has been shown on the track. A transgender mountain biker in New Zealand began competing as a woman a matter of weeks after competing on the men's team, snagging the National Mountain Biking Championship in New Zealand. If everyone's not happy, then maybe everyone's not doing their best racing, the biker said. <laughs> yep, okay. All right. Interesting. Me, it's ma'am. Right. It is ma'am. Thank you. Uh, so you have Austin Killips, never raced at the elite level until joining the women's team, mm-hmm. quickly racked up the trophies, placed third at the women's pro race at the second day uh, of the really rad festival, and took first place in the female elite division at the Verge Northampton International Cycle Cross in Massachusetts. Tiffany Thomas dominated a New York City cycling race after taking up cycling in his 40s. Thomas won a the top place in the cycling team LA Sweat against his teammates who were all 32 and under. Mm. Because, you know, it's biological male. Sure. Some sports organizations and governing bodies, of course, have taken some steps to protect women, and they get hammered for it. But the World Athletics Association voted in March to ban biological males competing against women, and they created a new category for trans people and said, okay, you know, you want to compete? Compete against each other. Yeah. How about that? Mm. Good. Man. And woman. And woman. Man, mankind or woman, people kind. I guess you can't you can't call it mankind anymore. I don't know, man. I give up. Uh, this is kind of interesting. A little uh, a little economic study done on what a hundred thousand dollars in income is worth after taxes and cost of living adjustments oh. in the in the top ten cities in America. Okay. Uh, in New York City, if you make a hundred thousand dollars. Your take-home pay is actually $35,791. Jeez. Wow, that is... Wow. Wow. Okay, so a six-figure salary is worth about $35,000 in New York City. Oh, my... Because it's so expensive to live there. Yeah, so this is after they take out your federal, your state, and your local taxes. Yeah, which your state taxes, I mean, it, it hurts. If... If you're in the $100,000 income, I don't know what the percentage is, but it goes up by 12% or so uh, because of New York's tax system. Then at number two is Honolulu, where if you make $100,000, it's like making $36,026. San Francisco is third at $36,445. Oh, it's totally worth it. The quality of life in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's totally... You can absorb that. Oh, Yeah. For yeah, the trade-offs yeah. you get, I mean, where else are you going to get to do the slalom around piles of human feces in the street? Right, right. You can't, and you, you don't can't. have to. You don't have to pay extra for that. You can't get that at most places. <laughs> Washington D.C. forty-four thousand. So a hundred thousand is like forty-four thousand. That's a thing. Seven dollars. You know, you look at there. New York, San Francisco, D.C. Mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't 
nice places anymore. No, they're not. You know, I said, what are you getting for that? Then Long Beach, California, 46, uh, 44,623. Los Angeles, 44,000. I'm surprised Los Angeles is only fifth. I would have thought that they were right behind New York. Uh, San Diego, California, of course. A lot of California cities on this list. 46,167. Oakland, 46,000 something. Boston, 46. And Seattle, Washington, which has gotten so expensive and so progressive. Uh, $100,000 is worth about $48,959. Yeah, it'd be one thing if these were neat places to live yeah, still anymore. Still really you know? beautiful t- cities. with, And maybe San Diego still is. But the rest of those, I think, have gone downhill quickly. Not sure where this is, but uh, the lawlessness of cities has officially extended to the youth. Uh, They know there's no consequences anymore for breaking the law, which is what's making some of these cities like San Francisco, like New York and Los Angeles. It's making them such crappy places to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take a look at this. The lawlessness uh, of these... These kids have... Uh, lock the kids in the stove. These kids have, have kids. learned from adults that you can get away with this stuff. Look at them. Oh, my God. Oh, my They're God. They're just stealing stuff. Who bad... Ooh. They're badass kids. There you go. They just... I mean, go. those are little kids, too. Wow. Look at that, man. But, you know, they have access to the internet, and I, they've seen what happens. I love the bag hanging from the we tree. We do better, people. Yeah, we gotta Jeez. do better. So, I mean, there we you go. We have to do better. You I'm, sure, do better. I'm sure that that's an isolated incident. Those kids will wow. never commit an act of crime ever again. Badass kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's incredible. Oh, boy. We're watching the disintegration of civilization right before our eyes. We are. In this next video, Pat, you're going to love this video. Yeah. You want to talk about an entitled generation. Uh-huh. So I do want to talk about an entitled generation. This lady... This girl sitting at a table, she's doing this for her social media, and she's going to talk about the food that she's about to consume. Okay. But there's a problem with the food. Oh, no. And the fact that she actually recorded this interaction and then went ahead and uploaded it to social media. Pretty pretty amazing. Tells you where we are with our self-awareness in this culture. The egg was not on the salmon. So can I please get a new one? I don't want to eat it. He needs a new one. Why are you even here? I can't make this up. Why is the egg not on the salmon? You guys can see clearly that. The egg's not on the salmon. Like, I can't make this up. I can't make this up. She can't believe that the egg's not on the salmon and they won't do anything about it. Did she want a whole new. Yeah. Okay, Brand. so I ordered a salmon benedict, which the egg clearly is supposed to be on, and then why is right. the sauce on the side? Like, it's supposed to be on top. Can I just speak to the manager? Like, I'm so oh, well, I'm, I can't believe I really don't know who hired you to be a manager, but I can clearly see that you are not, you know, the right person for this job. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm going to try to put this on. If it, like, okay, opens, yeah, that, if it like, opens. Way, I'm literally going to have to ask you to bring me in. She's one. literally going to have to ask her to bring this another is, one. Oh literally. Okay, it's breaking. Uh-oh. Breaking. Oh, no. It's breaking. Can I get a new one? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Can I please get a new one with like a new plate? It's to be aesthetic for my story. <laughs> because I'm um, honestly not eating this until you bring me a new one. Sorry. <laughs> then the real manager comes over. I'm actually leaving. Oh, she's leaving. She's leaving. 
I'm so sorry. Like, I'll just leave. You can just serve this to the next person because okay. I didn't need it yet. Sure. But I really appreciate it. Look at so is she crying? Brain cells before we post things on the internet. Thanks. Oh, what? And I can't live in this world, man. What if you were to just scoop it up immediately and place it? I mean, you go underneath the egg. I so shouldn't it doesn't have to break, do that, Pat. And then put it on the salmon. Look at me. What if you did that? I shouldn't have to do that. Like, can I tell your manager? This is like ridiculous. It's so not uh, vis visually pleasing. Uh huh. This, I, I wow. mean, that's 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 the generation that we are gifting our society to yeah and we bent over backwards again we used to talk about this all the time wait till they get to the workplace wait till they mm -hmm. graduate from high school or college or whatever and then get into the real world then they're going to be slapped in the face with reality nope they slapped reality in the face and knocked it for a loop and we changed everything to fit their attitude. Yeah, this is and the, their little desires. This is the participation trophy. Yep. Growing up, coming of age, uh -huh. and uh, they're the generation that's never been told no. Um, and they're still not being told no. They're the ones that uh, everything. I mean, everything's acceptable. Oh, look, uh, your Common Core math answer, whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything. There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer, Pat. And when they are met with. The egg isn't on top of the salmon. <laughs> then that's almost too much for them to bear. It's bad enough that she reacted that way. Then posted it for the world to see. Yeah, because she was so indignant. She wanted others to join her. <laughs> Get a life. Yeah. I'm sure they did, too. I'm sure people joined her and told her how uh, wronged she was at that restaurant. Mm. You know, there's a new movie coming out that I really think you're going to want to see. Keith saw this last week at the big premiere here. I'm so excited that the audience gets to enjoy this in just a few days as well. It's made by the same people who did uh, God's Not Dead and Unplanned. It's called Nefarious. It's based on the Blaze's own Steve Dace's book that he wrote, which is a book, you know, kind of like C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters, which is a brilliant, phenomenal book. It's about a psychiatrist uh, who is called to a prison to meet with a convicted killer about... Uh, who is about to be executed. The killer says he's a demon named Nefarious, and so then the psychiatrist has to figure out, well, is, is this guy insane? Is he just pretending to be insane? What's going on here? So you'll find out this Friday what exactly is going on. Nefarious opens Friday. Mm -hmm. Mark it. Uh, don't forget it. In fact, go get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. Yeah. And if your favorite theater isn't planning to show it, call them. Tell them, what is your problem? Get this awesome movie in there. That's whoisnefarious.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Got a couple of tweets here, James R. Miller tweets. I say we go all the way and get Cracker Barrel to change the name to Honky Barrel. Yes. That should please the woke overlords. Oh, I'd buy it? a Honky Barrel shirt. Wear it in probably. a minute. In a minute. Codified likeness utility tweets, didn't Larry Schweikert say in A Patriot's History of the United States that Cracker came from the hard biscuits the Irish carried for food when building the railroads? They cracked when they broke them. Oh, I need to mm. go and check that. That is a great book, by the way. Make your kids read that. Mm -hmm. um, a Patriot's History of the United States, Larry Schweikert. 
Uh, you can't. You're, of course, I can't you're remember. Make your kids do something. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I just heard that. Uh, of course, I don't. I don't remember that story. So it shows that it really takes when you read it. Stitch Jones 2.0. You can't use people kind because it's not inclusive to furries. <laughs> now you laugh, but uh-huh. you know, oh, that's a oh probably about the same. <clears throat> population percentage as uh, trans which has exploded so and taken over the country so why not furries too uh carol remarks tweets is the egg gonna stay on top of the salmon when it gets in her stomach oh she just wanted it back on top so she could take a darn photo for her social sad that's probably true uh curb my enthusiasm can you please do your lambo field monologue please 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 hmm my Lambeau Field monologue. Oh, is that supp- the... Oh, the frozen... No, I can't. I can't. Because I'm, I'm not your trained monkey. However, Wait, if oh, that's what I... you were trying to get me to say, what? that doesn't work during the tweets. Is that... Uh, wait, hold on. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a center mm-hmm. square. Mm-hmm. I'm not your trained monkey, but it doesn't count because you just did it. Right. For that very reason... So, <laughs> now that tweets are officially over, right? Yes. That segment's moved on. Yes, now Can I get on. you to say, I'm your trained monkey? Uh, probably not, no. Because I'm not your trained monkey. Oh. So, <clears throat> okay. you can't. Very good. <laughs> Texas, is, uh, Texas is getting on the uh, choice, the school choice bandwagon, sort of. Uh-huh. The uh, bill passed in the Senate that makes it easier for parents to move their kids into different schools uh, in another school district and into private schools. Currently, school districts can deny parents transfer requests for a range of reasons. The bill changes that to allow denials only based on a school's capacity or if the applicant is currently suspended or expelled. The bill creates an education savings account. Okay. No, don't get too excited. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> for 62,500 pre-K through 12th grade students who attend the poorest performing schools in the state. So you have to be... In see, one of the uh, poorest Texas, performing schools. you suck. What are you doing? What a stupid, stupid bill. It may not even pass. I mean, it shouldn't because it sucks. It's not even lukewarm. Mm. They're saying that, yeah, of the... what? How many kids did we see the stat uh, are enrolled in Texas schools? Five million? Yes. And this will affect 60, how many? 62,500. That are in failing school districts. Wow. No, every school district is a failure because they're all indoctrinating uh-huh. kids into some woke bullcrap. This is such garbage, this Texas bill. And we can do better in Texas. Come on. Beginning to wonder. You're better than this. <laughs> Beginning to wonder. It allows parents to apply to receive up to $8,000 in state funds to put into an ESA uh, to pay for a range of educational-related expenses. It also includes a subsidy for smaller school districts with less than 20,000 students to offset any losses they may face. Oh, jeez. And still no accommodation for homeschool parents who pay the full rate right. and get none of the benefits. And it's worse than none that. Of them. This money... Is going to come from Texas's general fund that we keep saving oh, up for. Jeez. Because we've been wise with how we spend money. Uh-huh. It's not going from property taxes. They're not. The schools are still going to get theirs. Nuts. I, that's this is nuts. not good. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, Hillary Kennedy coming up in just a minute. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.
we are joined now by Hillary Kennedy from HillaryKennedy.com. And of course, the four-minute buzz here on The Blaze. Welcome. Thank you for having me in. Uh, some things going on in UFC. You're a big UFC fan, and uh, there's merger talk. There's uh, Fallon Fox talk, who is now retired, but she was a he who then uh, beat up on women for a while. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is back in the news too. This is why I love coming on your show, Pat. Many reasons I love your show, but the fact that you let us talk about UFC. I love it UFC. Just makes me so happy. <laughs> um, so yeah, the big news. This came out last week that the WWE and the UFC merged together, which mm-hmm. I think is actually a really smart idea. I think it's two totally different fan bases, but they generally love a lot of the same things. And so I think there's potential for a lot of great crossover, but it's also like a huge monetary decision because now it's going to create a $21.4 billion company. Wow. And Dana White says everything's going to be business as usual at UFC, WWE, mm. kind of the same thing. Nobody's going anywhere from what they're telling us. They're all going to keep doing the same jobs. But now there's all this great potential yeah. for people like Logan Paul, who have been kind of sparring with Dana White saying, like, let mm. me fight. And then Conor McGregor, back in 2016, he <laughs> sent out a tweet kind of mocking the WWE. Oh, of course they found it. Oh, no. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he said, I don't mean no disrespect to the WWE fans. What I meant to say was that I'd slap the head off your entire roster and twice on Sundays. <laughs> so this was back in 2016. But now oh, no. people are saying he's going to join the WWE at some point because he's already got the personality for it. Yeah. <laughs> but he took yeah. to social media right after they it was actually before they even publicly announced the merger oh no um sharing a picture of himself holding the wwe title belt (laughs) so i think he's really gunning and they say he's going to be making some Mm. sort of appearance at wrestlemania so and a lot of a lot of people have floyd mayweather has done that mike tyson's done that yeah so i think that's going to be kind of exciting and how old is conor mcgregor now do you know 30, like, 34, I think. Yeah, I thought probably so, mid-30s. Yeah, so he's still, he's still got some time yeah. to, to build a WWE persona and kind of mm-hmm. get in the game there. But uh, Ronda Rousey, she was, you know, formerly UFC, now with WWE. Brock Lesnar was WWE and then came over to USC. So there has been some crossover. Right. So I think this is a really great financial move, if nothing else. But yeah. I, I Was it the UFC that gobbled up the WWE or vice versa? Who... Well, the UFC is valued at $12.1 billion, WWE at $9.3 billion. So UFC oh. is kind of the bigger deal. Hmm. But I think they have a lot to, to offer. And mm-hmm. uh, Dana White was asked about it, and he said, you know, sometimes the fights take place at the same time on the same nights. So that's going to be a little tricky. But he mm-hmm. was like, if that. it keeps more people at home paying for pay-per-views and watching their sponsors, he's like, I'm all for it. Yeah. So they seem excited about it. Okay, and then you brought up Fallon Fox. So Fallon Fox is the first openly transgender MMA fighter. And he was once married, had a child, then had gender Mm. reassignment surgery and pursued a career as an MMA fighter. The big controversy with Fallon Fox was that he fought women twice before actually coming out and admitting that he's a transgender. Right. Yeah, wow. Jeez. So... Then there was a tweet recently by a doctor because we've been having this big discussion about should transgender women be able to participate in, especially in contact sports with other women, but just sports in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's dangerous. It is. And that's what this doctor pointed out was Fallon Fox had fractured or cracked the skulls of two other women in fights. 
Well, that wasn't entirely true, but this tweet mm. got a lot of attention. Uh, Elon Musk, Vivek Ramaswamy, people responded to it. And it mainly because Fox tweeted in response, for the record, I knocked two out. One woman's skull was fractured, the other not. And just so you know, I enjoyed it. Ugh. Yikes. Wow. It's bliss. Wow. But... Don't be mad. The, uh, the tweet that was going around showed... It showed some bloodied face, right? Right. And, and it was... It, yeah, not that one. It wasn't a, a woman that Fallon Fox actually fought. So that... Oh, okay. That was We don't need to be doing that. No. No. Then there was a, a post-fight interview with Fallon Fox and someone had altered... Yeah, watch, watch this. Watch this. This okay. has been going around big time over the weekend. Fox oh, and that's oh. it. Now she Fallon fractured Fox. her skull, correct? Yes, she did. Game oh, over. This was Tamika wow. Brent, and, and she did fracture her. To our first, uh, mm. our first women's twenty thousand dollar championship tournament fight. So this is the post game. How you feeling right now? I'm feeling excellent. That was sweet, huh? Did you like that? Yeah. And I want to tell everyone else, I'm coming in this in this tournament. Every woman in this tournament better look out. I'm freaking coming. Okay. So, right. so what's the story on that video? The story there is that is not actually what Fallon Fox's voice sounds like. They've altered it to make it sound more masculine. And Stop so doing that. Fallon Fox actually does have a much higher register because... Mm. Fallon's been taking the, the hormone replacement and the things for a long time, so the voice is much higher than what's portrayed in that video. So That's not helpful. No. When people do this yes. and and deceive everybody, it just it discredits everybody who says, look, this is dangerous, yeah. she shouldn't be doing this. There's plenty of real information without doing that kind right, of right. stuff. And, and right, right. And let's just say you're sitting around and having a conversation about uh, trans women in sports, and there's some people on the fence, and you're on the side of stay out, and you're talking to somebody who's on the side of let them in, mm -hmm. and they make mm -hmm. reference to one thing. They need to be able to reference one thing to shoot you down in front of everybody else and go, and oh, yeah, there it is. Is, that, is that the mm -hmm. one where they changed her voice to make her look like a man? Is that the one where they put a bloodied image of a woman to make it look like she'd done that? Yeah. Don't be doing that, man. No. Right, not helpful. Mm -mm. So, yeah, don't believe everything you see here. Before you mm -hmm. retweet it, repost it, maybe do a little bit of digging. But um, one thing that I love about the UFC is a lot of conservatives love the UFC because mm -hmm. these fighters are not afraid to stand up for what they believe in. They have a love of country. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of Trump-supporting or DeSantis-supporting fighters, which people think is really cool. I know I do. So this weekend, uh, this past weekend at UFC 287, <laughs> Gilbert Burns fought Jorge Masvidal. It was a big deal. But they had a very special guest in attendance. I think Do we have a, a picture of yeah, that? So let's see the picture of the ringside. <laughs> this is so cool. Uh, this is such a great gathering. Who we, who oh. we got there? Reel them all for us there, Hillary. Dana White. Dana White. Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Kid Rock, Mike Tyson. Wow. It's all four of them just sitting ringside is the funniest that is so photo. Cool. Now, uh, now, what you were talking about, though, is who was the guy who had the rant at the end of the So Jorge fight? Masvidal, yeah. he's a great fighter. He, he fought Gilbert Burns, but he was back in his home state of Florida, in his home city of Miami, and he's needed to retire, I think, for a while. He's lost three in a row, and he's kind of ready uh. to move on. So he took his gloves off at the end, and in his post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, 
he gave a lovely speech. I think we have a yeah, yeah, watch this. Okay. Watch this. Well, I love you too, man. You had a fantastic career, and it's been an honor to call your fights. I'm a huge fan, and I've appreciated everything you've done. Also, I want to say, greatest president in the history of the world, sitting right there. <laughs> I love that guy. We also got the greatest governor of all time here in Florida. Let's keep Florida free, a red state, and let's take that. You know who? That's great. Let's go Brandon <laughs> out of power and replace him. <laughs> if I could get it just one time. Let's go Brandon. <laughs> Let's go Brandon. I'm out, y'all. 305 for life. Miami. Oh, wow. <laughs> good stuff. That's good stuff. And the crowd was eating it up. They loved it. Oh, yeah. They loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, huh. one, one thing here that uh, I was hoping we could play here when we're talking about the trans uh, women in sports <clears> thing. <throat> So apparently, over at South Park, they've been uh, pointing out the issue with uh, trans uh, people since 2005. <clears throat> you know, back when you mm. could, uh, you know, laugh at that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this clip from 2019 is exactly, sadly, where we are today. You can check this out. Competition, strong woman. Miss Woman, do you feel ready? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready, David. There are just so many amazing women athletes out here today. It makes me so proud. Now, this is the first year that a trans woman is in the competition. How do you feel about that? Amazing. (laughs) I feel honored to be a part of history. I have a lot of incredible trans friends who are athletes, and so we're all inspired this woman's competing. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, have you actually ever met Heather Swanson? Uh, No, I've never competed against her before, no. She's not exactly your average trans athlete. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? (laughs) I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. (laughs) Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. And is it correct you just started identifying as female two weeks ago? I'm not here to talk about my transition. I'm here to kick some ass. Let me tell you something, Dingleberry. David Perry. I'm going to roll up the other women here, and I'm going to smoke them. I am the strongest woman this state has ever seen. (laughs) Any words for the challenger, Miss Woman? Uh, Yeah, yeah, she's not not into it at that point. But there you go. That's good stuff right there. They've huh? That's predicted good stuff. a lot of things, haven't they? I mean, just kind of yeah. like The Simpsons too, yeah. where you go back and at the yeah. time it was total satire, but now it's our reality. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Help me out, those of you who know your professional wrestlers. Wasn't that uh, Randy Macho Man Savage? Wasn't yeah, he, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he was doing the voice too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was all. <laughs> I thought yeah. that sounded familiar. I know it looked clear back in 2005. No, no, that's 2019. Oh, that was. That. Oh, oh, that I was thought 2019. that was 2002. Okay, yeah, okay. It's 2019. I, I was gonna say in 2005. I don't remember anybody saying identify, identify. No, no. as a female. No, so I just wonder. I, I don't watch South Park. I just wonder if uh, if they're still making fun of the trans women movement over oh, there. Mm, probably not. Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Hillary. We'll yeah. be watching for you on the uh, four-minute buzz coming up in thank just you so much. a few minutes. Uh, let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Trying to sell your home is a big challenge, and you need a, a realtor who can get you through that process, who can let you know whether or not you should you know, make a bunch of repairs or should you repaint your house or 
Should you do expensive things? Are you going to get the money back out of it on the other side? That's the big question, and that's where you need a really good realtor who can give you that great advice. And that's the agents you're going to find at Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is Glenn's company, and so they've vetted these agents really carefully, and uh, they want to help you through that entire process. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. is unleashed. That looks like uh, the whole woke movement is sweeping through country music now, too. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. During the 2023 Country Music, uh, t- is it the Country Music Television Awards? Anyway, the C- CMT Music Awards that were held in Austin, country music star uh, Kelsey Ballerina, Ballerini performed her song, If I Go Down, If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too, with uh, drag queens from RuPaul's drag race surrounding her. Isn't that perfect? She appeared to be taking a shot at the customary home of the awards show, Tennessee, which recently passed a bill to limit sexualized entertainment visible to minors. Again, try to protect children. And, of course, they don't like that. Uh, it, it creates a Class A misdemeanor offense for a person to engage in an adult cabaret performance on public property or in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a person who's not an adult. I mean, seriously. Is that where we're at? It I mean, is. If your instinct is, is to protect those who want to be sexual in front of children mm-hmm. and not to support those who are trying to that? defend children and keep Crazy. them from this stuff. It's unreal. It's a world turned upside down, man. Country music star Reba McIntyre said she was disappointed with the bill. <laughs> okay. Wow. That surprises me. I wish they'd spend that much time and energy and money on feeding the homeless children, McIntyre said. <laughs> We've got a real problem in this country, she said. And to be worrying about men wanting to dress up as women? No, that's not the problem. Again, for the one millionth time, nobody had a problem with that before they started including children in this effort. God bless them to wear those high heels, she said. I feel for them. But let's center our attention on something that really needs attention. <clears throat> yeah, because our children being protected. That, nah, it's not worth our time, I guess. Right, Reba? Mm. Country music singer John Rich. Thank heaven for John Rich. And Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt, too. And, yeah. and a few others like this. But our friend John Rich took a swipe at the state of the CMT Awards on his social media account. No need to comment on the country music industry at this point. I'm just glad they're finally showing all you fans what they are really all about. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <clears throat> I didn't realize this was happening. I mean, you knew that Tim McGraw and Faith Hill have been sounding off for years. You knew they were progressive, liberal, woke. But I didn't realize that it had infiltrated the uh, the entire industry to this extent. Um, he said, I don't have the backing of the country music industry really much anymore. And that's okay. I'd rather have my freedom of speech than their approval any day of the week. Another country star who spoke out against woke culture was Travis Tritt, who announced he'd no longer work with Anheuser-Busch. 
the company, of course, that grew, uh, brews Budweiser and Bud Light, after you know the whole transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney ad, I will be deleting all Anheuser-Busch products <clears throat> for my tour hospitality writer. I know many other artists who are doing the same, he said. Wow. Uh, interesting. <laughs> because uh, Marin Morris, you familiar with her? No. I'm not, a fa- I'm not familiar with her. Is that country music? Mar- yes. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, sucks when Karens try to hide their homophobia oh, slash transphobia oh. behind their protectiveness of the children. Okay. You got me. Are you kidding me? Ah, why? How? It's just, it's really incredible. I mean, this was the last vestige mm-hmm. of an industry of entertainment where you could pretty well count on them being fairly conservative. There's right? no stone that's been left unturned no. by the left. My There gosh. is no sacred ground. They've, they've come for all of them. Successfully. Mm-hmm. They've successfully come for them all. Wow. It's, that's really uh, disappointing to see. Uh, also, last year, a White House staffer dressed as an Easter bunny prevented uh, oh, yeah. Joe Biden from answering questions. Remember that about mm-hmm. his botched Afghanistan withdrawal? Yep. This Easter, the administration released a useless official assessment to do pretty much the same thing. Yes. And you won't be shocked to discover that the administration places most of the blame for the deadly debacle uh, on Donald Trump. That's what we said yesterday, yeah. Yeah. That's where they uh, decided they would... uh Lay the blame. It's not shocking at all that they. What what is it that uh, Kirby said <clears throat> about the report? It's not about accountability. It's not about accountability. It's not about that. Why would you even bring up accountability? Nobody here is accountable for anything. <laughs> Which uh, David Harsani, who used to work here at uh-huh. the Blaze, uh, also noticed and mentioned that this this administration accepts no responsibility for anything thank you for noticing that david uh because uh it's an amazing phenomenon from the guy who said the buck stops with me and it never has never never once has the buck stopped with Joe Biden or anybody in his administration? Yeah, but yesterday was a, a big day and a big victory for Joe Biden, who has single-handedly stopped the COVID epidemic in this country. He decided. Oh, is that to, right? Yeah, yeah. They mm. went ahead and ended the national emergency, the COVID emergency, oh, okay. yesterday instead of waiting until you know mid-May, like it was originally. Mm, okay. So. Uh, so since nobody's gotten COVID in the last, I don't know, year, or very few anyway, I don't. Know. I never hear about it anymore. Yeah. It, at least in my circle. Um, Let me tell you when you're going to hear about it. When when are we going to hear about it? Okay, so you're going to hear about it um, just like uh, I predicted uh, for uh, summer of 2022 to justify mail-in ballots mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. right and so next year drop boxes so give it till next summer and then you're going to hear right. if it's not COVID-19 it will be some excuse so that they will have more access to ballots COVID-19 monkeypox Monkey, yeah. whatever that's what they're that's what they hung their hope on now there's um oh gosh well there's a couple of things that they're trying to figure out if they're gonna let the Ebola thing uh brew into something and there's also this like fungus 
related to bats, but they've got time. They've mm-hmm. got they've got a year to get this figured out and what Plenty they're going to scare voters with to keep them at home. They're probably plotting it right now. Oh. These secret meetings that they have all the they've time. Been plotting. And every once in a while, we get a glimpse into those meetings uh, and find out that. I mean, like we had that audio from was it 2017 or 18 where they were talking about almost the exact virus that then hit us the next year. Oh well, they were talking about that. That that was um, what was that called? That that thing. Uh, Anyway, yeah, 2019, some kind of summit, and it was just uh, like October, right before it. So yeah. Good times. Uh, they're doing that again, I'm sure. Event 201? Is that what it was? That know. might be yeah, it. I think so, yeah. That might be it. Uh, by the way, it's National Pet Day. So don't forget to feed your pets today. It's their day. <laughs> just, <laughs> do, do people normally forget to feed their pets? Apparently, you forget to feed uh, your pets. I hate when that happens. I mean, that may have been a, uh, <laughs> a more calculated message to my children. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Yeah. All right. National, so do they once in a while forget to feed your pets? pet day. <laughs> yeah. Because don't you have multiple pets? Two dogs and a rabbit. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it used to be cats. Like, <laughs> I mean, you were freaky cat people. Look, right? circumstances Two three, four. beyond my control uh-huh. <laughs> ended up landing four cats with me. Four cats. See, that's a problem. That's a, that's an issue. It was, mm-hmm. Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I love this story. New York City continues to whine about their illegal alien problem. And so they're going to the federal government and (laughs) begging them for $650 million to help them deal with the problem. (laughs) They've taken in, get this, an average (laughs) of 90 per day since July of last year. That's like 30 seconds in Texas. That's 32,000 migrants <laughs> who are now living in city taxpayer-funded housing. Mm-hmm. Unlike Texas, where we've got, what, 7 million probably? Oh. And we have hundreds of thousands flooding across the border every single month. Last year, it was, I think, 2.3 million that came across the border. Many of those in Texas. Probably most of those in Texas. I'm your nightmare. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're freaked out in New York City about the fact that now they're having to deal with the problem because, again, the genius of the move by Greg Abbott, mm-hmm. our Texas governor, who decided, you know what? I'm going to start putting illegal immigrants on buses, and I'm going to send them up to New York City so they can deal with this problem too. New York City, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give them a taste. The right never comes up with something like this that is so successful. No, and that's why it's so yeah. impressive that he did this. I mean, name another policy that has so quickly highlighted right? the crisis at the border. There's nothing. And, and also exposed the hypocrisy of the left. And in some cases has even brought attitude adjustment on the part of people on the left. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mayors, the mayor of New York, Eric who Adams. realizes it's a crisis now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever in the Greg Abbott uh, governor's office came up with this deserves Brilliant. a pay raise. Yes, absolutely. Tenfold. Fantastic. Uh, it has worked better than... I think any of us ever dreamed it could. (laughs) All right, we're going to see you again on uh, Overtime, which will be posted at 11 Central, and then back here tomorrow with Jeffy. Uh, Jeffy will be chewing the fat with us uh, on Packer Unleashed.
This is Pat Gray Unleashed.